Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hey, before we continue with this episode, I want to share this brand new resource that I created and put my heart and soul in getting to you. I am so excited to share with you the Position to Promotion Guide a brand new free PDF guide designed to help you plan your next promotion. Yep, I said plan. And this guide is going to show you exactly how in five steps. Wouldn't it be great if you could one, start getting the recognition and the money you deserve with the expertise you already have. Two, have the confidence to ask for a salary raise and secure it. Three, become the trusted leader and advisor in your area of expertise. Four, finally get that promotion I know you've been working so hard towards. And five, know how to position for a promotion even if you don't like negotiating like me. Well, the position to promotion guide is just what you need. You need a plan from someone who has actually done this to get the results you've been hoping for in your career. P.S. This guide is exactly how I've helped other women, myself included, secure phenomenal career results like getting directorship positions at work, 60% salary increments within a single financial year. And it's how you can do so too. Just go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion to get your guide. I cannot wait for you to get your hands onto this. And oh, did I say I even dropped a free negotiation template in this guide with conversation starters to help you initiate the conversation, which I know can sometimes be difficult with your team leader around your promotion. Yep, I meant it when I said I put my heart into creating this amazing resource for you. Go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion or check the link in the show notes below. Hi, my dear friend. Welcome to episode 106 of the Elevate Her podcast. So to negotiate or not to negotiate. And I know this is a very sticky topic because and rightly so, we all have our different opinions on when is the right time to do so and when is it not? So specifically in this episode, I know the statistics and the research I've done is related to negotiation usually at the start or before someone accepts a job offer. And when I do or if I do find any research related to negotiating while inside a job, I would definitely share that with you. And that's actually what I want to focus on. So 
how and why or when or whether you should even be negotiating the terms of promotion offers that you get or any leadership opportunities or change in job roles because what I know for sure if the statistics around women versus men and how they negotiate and their behavior around this concept as it relates to before they get into a job offer or before they get into a new job I almost can guarantee that that behavior is replicated when we are already inside that that organization or already inside working in that job and now looking to transition to the next level. So before I go on a whole tangent on my thoughts around it, I wanted to share with you the statistics that I have seen from the articles I've read. So before I got on this episode, I did my homework, I did my research, I have done the assignment and I read about four or five different articles. And what was shocking for me is that they all say the same thing. Not one of those articles said that women are just as likely or women are more likely to negotiate than men. And I think it just goes back to, first of all, our backgrounds. So there's a lot of belief patterns that are packed within why this is the case. However, I know we are all self-led women in here. If you're listening to this episode, you're a self-led woman, you're ambitious, you know what you want. And so I want you to disprove those limiting beliefs, disprove those behavioral patterns that have stopped you from going out there and asking for what you know you deserve and what is possible for you. Okay. And some of those limiting beliefs might be around you know, how we were raised as it relates to asking, you know, be grateful for what you get. I hear that a lot. And I think gratitude has lost its meaning, especially in many societies, especially if you come from a Christian background like mine. And how I see gratitude is actually being grateful. Yes, it's good to be grateful for what you have now. Very important. But that doesn't mean keep quiet and not ask for what you believe you deserve right? We can be grateful and still show up and ask for that promotion and ask for that pay raise and push back on the first pay raise letter we get and say, well, hang on, actually, I think this is the value that I've been bringing and give your justifications as to why, right? And of course, you've got to also make it a win-win situation, which is again leads me to the next point. A lot of times as women, we fear the backlash and rightly so because the research that I have read, there was actually one article I read where it talked about how women, even when they ask for a negotiation, this was from Harvard Business Review, even when they ask for a negotiation, they were about 10 to 15% less likely than men to get what, what they wanted or what they were negotiating for. And a lot of this is packed into the fear of backlash. Um, It's also basically unconscious biases. So there's a lot else that is working against us in the corporate field. And that's a story for another day. I would definitely like to come back here and talk to my allies, specifically men who are in decision-making positions on their role in promoting women on their role in closing the pay gap, which has been there for the longest time ever, right? By the way, FYI, 
Black women still earn 63 cents on the dollar in corporate America. And the story is the same everywhere else, maybe even worse in certain geographies. But I just wanted to share that those limiting beliefs and those those fears of backlash are very rightly justified based on the statistics. Okay, but we need to overcome them and you overcome them by taking action. There is no other way to do this. Right. You can sit on the sidelines and hope and wait that someone will notice how great you are and how important of an asset you are in their team. And that is possible. That can happen. But more likely than not, you're you're going to get shortchanged. Okay, because it is in no one's interest to give you the highest possible salary raise. People have budgets. People are managing costs. Right. Myself included. Okay. And if someone doesn't say they're not happy, I will assume that they are okay with the status quo, okay? That is just how it works in the corporate world. Closed mouths don't get fed, okay? And so other sort of behavioral patterns or other fears underlying negotiation could be around, well, what if I negotiate and then I don't get it? Or what if I negotiate and then... They tell me, well, actually, we, we are rescinding this offer. Okay. That was one of the biggest fears I always had. Like, what if I negotiate and say, actually, I want a bigger pay raise. And then my boss comes back and is like, actually, we're not even giving you the promotion anymore. I used to fear that so much. And so I would just sit back and be like, okay, this is what I've, I've gotten. Let me be happy with this and work harder. And hopefully next year things will get better. Okay, and again, I am not saying that every single performance review is an opportunity for for you to negotiate. You do have to exercise your discernment and emotional intelligence around when is the right time to do so. And I have an entire module on this in the Elevate Collective. DM me if you're interested about it. But we are just talking about specifically negotiating for around the terms of a promotion when it does arise. Okay, so let's go on to more of the statistics that I have seen out there. So like I said, HBR, very glaringly, um, very glaringly important and evident that women negotiate 10 to 20% less than men. Women are less likely to negotiate than men if it is not explicitly indicated in the job description. So that was a very interesting statistic. And I think this is probably true even in our current job roles, okay? Because when you don't even know that your male counterparts have been negotiating the terms of their next promotion, negotiating for more team support, you actually don't realize that that is even an option, okay? And I want you to know that every single time you are getting a promotion is a huge opportunity for you to to negotiate and to align the value of your work with the pay that you believe reflects accurately that value. Okay. Because trust me, men are negotiating. They are not just negotiating their pay raise. They're negotiating the terms of their next promotion, like what they need to do in order to unlock the next promotion. They are negotiating the support that they get, right? So they're negotiating for team hires, which obviously makes their job so much easier when they have support, all right? So 
we should never ever rest on our laurels, even if no one is saying it out there, right? And I, I share this, maybe this is a good segue to my story because 12, is it 12 or 14 months ago when I was um, getting uh, confirmed as a director and when that directorship process, it's it's quite a, you know, it's not like a day long process where you just get the promotion letter. There are things that need to be done. Um, and I was also uh, getting on to the signing rights of, of the firm. So there were some certain approvals that needed to be done at different levels of Exco across the firm. And during that process, when we started to discuss with my team leader on what this meant in terms of my compensation, and he started to float around some different numbers, you know, at that time, I started to socialize with him the fact that I believed that the value of my work was worth more than the numbers he was floating. And so even before, actually, even before I got the the pay raise, I believe, even before it came on, no, after it came on paper. So I got my promotion letter on paper and then I kind of negotiated it backwards. And I said, well, thank you very much. And I was really, you know, appreciative of the fact that this was happening. But I said, this is not what I believe I should be earning at this point. Okay. And I had an entire business case that I put together on my own initiative. No one asked me to do this. No one even told me that this is an option. I did it on my own initiative because I wanted to start testing what this would look like so that I could share this with you all. Right. And so that I could also see what I was capable of achieving. Okay. Because this was the very first time in my entire 12 year career that I actually opened my mouth and said no to a promotion outright and asked for something more. Okay. And so, you know, I went through that process and, you know, thankfully I did get a little bit more than I had asked, but it wasn't what I had asked if I remember correctly. It was a little bit more, but not what I had asked. And at that point, I could have either walked away and been like, well, these guys don't even value me. But again, that was not wise. And so for me, I still saw it as a win because I was able to negotiate a way bigger package that was linked to my performance. So it was a win-win mutually beneficial because if I performed to the commitment that I was signing to, the business would grow, I would grow, and I would get compensated rightfully so. Okay, so I took a risk on my abilities, what I was capable of doing. And at the same time, I was transitioning into a new role. So I think the risk was even higher at that point because I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea that I had I was going to get so much more responsibility than just delivering on my core, you know, roles, leading a team, managing a team, being involved in team decisions, being involved in so many other lead calls is a lot or takes a lot of energy. All right. And thankfully, I was able to unlock the performance related package that I had negotiated. And now I'm celebrating the fruits of that work. But if I hadn't opened my mouth, if I hadn't taken that initiative to even ask for something that wasn't even put on the table as an option, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Okay. And so I really want you to think laterally and have an open mind and don't just think about negotiating only when the option is presented. 
Okay, think about what this would look like and how you can also bring out a mutually beneficial position for you and your organization. That's actually where we can let go of that baggage of us looking like we are complaining or of us looking like we are, you know, not being grateful. When you show how this increase or what you're asking for can also be a win-win for your team leader, for the organization, that's when people are more likely to listen to you and lean into what you are proposing. Okay, so do not fear if that option has not been presented to you. Again, like I said, it is not in organize organizations want to extract as much value from you as possible at the lowest possible cost. Okay, that is generally the that is generally how organizations will um, will work. Of course, there are other organizations that, you know, want the best in their people and want to pay the best, right? And want to make, want to be known for, you know, really compensating their people very, very well. All right. But that is not how most organizations operate. Okay. So I want you to keep that in mind as we are talking about this. All right, then I also read um, some other statistics from a book called Women Don't Ask. This book is by Linda Babcock. I would definitely recommend you get her book if you want to learn more about the psychology behind this and why women struggle to negotiate and how we can position ourselves better when these opportunities arise. And some of the interesting statistics that she shares from her book, from the studies that she has read or been part of um, were around men actually 2.5 times more likely than women to negotiate and for me what was so shocking was that men were four times as likely or men initiated conversations around negotiation four times more than women right? So for every one woman who is initiating a negotiation conversation, there are four, four men who are doing the same thing. All right. So basically women are 25% likely um, compared to men to initiate conversations, not even to, to put themselves out there to just initiate the conversation, not even to ask, just to start that conversation and to break that ice. All right. And even when we do negotiate, like I said, we tend to get 10 to 15 percent less. And the most shocking statistic that I read from this book was that 20 percent of women that they surveyed never negotiated anything in their lives. Okay, And I know that might sound like what? 20%, an entire 20 percent. And I probably would put myself in that statistic. Because until recently, I used to think that negotiating meant that I was devaluing what I was negotiating, right? And if something was put at a specific price, then that's the price that it should be. But that's not the case, right? Price is based on opinion. Price is not based on fact. It's based on opinion. It's based on someone's beliefs on how much the value of that thing is. And so is this ne negotiation conversation. I want you to look at it from a place of you with your own opinions, your organization with their own opinions. The party with the best argument or justification is the one who wins. All right. And even if you do not 
get what you asked or you don't get as much as what you asked, that does not mean you have lost. Actually, you you have won this game when you initiate that conversation. That is the point when you win the game. Because that is 100% in your control. What happens after that is not fully in your control. And there are some levers you can pull to make sure you maximize whatever you can get and align it to the value that you believe you are bringing to work. But you win the game when you open your mouth and when you raise your voice and when you advocate for yourself and when you make the ask. And I know this is not the easiest thing to do, which is why I am talking about this and why I am sharing my story. But action is is what is really going to help you realize that it actually isn't as bad as you think it is. Okay, when you take that first step and when you follow through, it actually isn't as bad as we are made to think it is based on our limiting beliefs and our past behavioral and belief patterns. And so I want to encourage you because I know that this is this is kind of when performance reviews start towards the end of the year. And this is a good time to start preparing for your business case. And by the way, if you didn't join my masterclass on becoming boss, I did an entire session on business case and how to prepare a business case that can position you for that promotion, that can position you for the pay raise that you want. And I used my example and I even did a live example with someone else who was part of the masterclass. So definitely if you want to learn more about these strategies around negotiating, highly recommend that you check it out. I will drop the link below. It is still available for you to watch all the replays and get access to all the the worksheets that I shared, including the real life example that I used, the real life business case example that I used to secure the 30K pay raise, um, the 30K negotiation package, oh, sorry, the 30K bonus package, performance bonus package, and the double digit pay raise that I'm now celebrating. So recommend you get that. But I also want you to think of the mindset piece. Okay. And think of what has been holding you back as you've been listening to this episode, what has been holding you back and disprove all those beliefs because they are not fact. I can guarantee you they are not fact. They are beliefs and they are the very reason. Shift it. Have a mindset shift and think about those limiting beliefs as the very reason why you should be positioning yourself and preparing for a negotiation and nail it while you're you're at it. And remember that you have won the game when you initiate the conversation, when you start the negotiation. The outcome should not dictate how good you are or how good you are not or your self-worth, right? That should not dictate or determine how you view yourself, how you see yourself. What you should be focusing on is what is in your control, your actions, your attitude and your feeling and the energy with which you are doing this action of negotiating. And trust me, you will win, right? You will win. You will win eventually and just keep at it. Right. And no, today does not mean no forever. I just want to remind you that. 
and find ways in which you can make this work, right? And I probably need to come back and do another episode because I don't want this one to be so long. But there are so many other things you can negotiate. Like I shared with you, our male counterparts are negotiating more than just the paycheck. They are even negotiating the parameters, objective parameters that will determine how fast they get that next promotion. That could be your, you know, that could be your point or your area of negotiating, not even the amount that you're getting, what it will take for you to unlock the next promotion and hold your team leaders accountable accordingly. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful. I will see you next week where we'll be talking about all things leadership and unpacking the path to your promotion as from manager to director level. All right. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.